0: Thank you.
1: Good morning. Good morning, and welcome. Glad you're all here. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm John. I'm the head elder for another week, and then everything changes. But but uh, So I got a call from Pastor about two hours ago. He uh, woke up not feeling really great, and Jane said, you better take a test one of these things, and he tested positive. So um, I will be leading the service today, and a couple of the elders are going to be helping out, and Mr. Cagle has a, a Navy volunteer. It's like the way we did in the Navy. I need a volunteer, you. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Cagle will be reading the sermon that's uh, pastor prepared and, and uh, my computer actually worked this morning so I could print it out, which was kind of an outstanding thing, the Lord's good, you know, the computer worked a whole day. But So anyway, let's rise for our opening song. forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins Be with you. you. Let us pray. O God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Cast out all sins and evil desires from us, and pour into our hearts your Holy Spirit to guide us in all blessedness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading is from Isaiah, chapter 65. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here am I, here am I, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices. A people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh, and broth of tainted meat is their vessels, who say, Keep to yourself; Do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their bosom both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord. Because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills, I will measure into their bosom payment for their former deeds. Thus says the Lord, As the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, Do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it, so I will do for my servants' sake and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains. My chosen shall possess it, and my servants shall dwell there. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson is from Galatians chapter 3 and 4. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of gods through faith. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise." I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. So that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. And for a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, "'What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God?' I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven out by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank and into the lake and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, And they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, closed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Lord Please be seated.
2: Good morning. Some of you were here last week, some of you may not have been. And obviously, the front chancel area of our uh, church looks different than it did a couple of weeks ago, but it's the same as last week. But you know, there's also some other changes that happened because of our VBS this past week. Pastor told us something that we've never thought of before, perhaps. For example, we were told that God is always watching us. And how do we know that he's always watching us? (laughs) That mylar balloon has a heart on it. It's God. (laughs) So no matter where you're sitting, God's watching over us. Um, One thing that we did in VBS was that we were describing God in different ways. For example, God is almighty, God is everywhere. And one thing that we had the children do in response is if pastor, or in this case today, I say, God is everywhere. So whenever you see that and the hand go up, Awesome God. Okay? All right. Grace, mercy, and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be with you all. Amen. Amen. One of the all-time favorite Bible studies is the tale of David and Goliath. We all remember the story of gutsy little David, who was a shepherd by trade, going against the giant Goliath, who was a professional soldier. Now David was so scrawny that the armor didn't fit him. So without protection and armed with only a sling and five stones, David faced Goliath. Now Goliath thought it was a joke, but stopped laughing when he was struck by a stone from David's sling. David quickly slew the giant and gained the victory. We love that story because we love Underdogs. It's a classic underdog story. The weak gained victory over the small, or the strong, excuse me, the small over the big, and good overcame evil. But we miss the point of the story if we focus on David. David slew Goliath because the Lord was with him. God gave him the victory. God is in charge, and God is surprising. In the gospel text today, we have a rendition of the David and Goliath story. Only this time, it was Jesus versus a demonic man. Like the story of David and Goliath, it it inspires us. The story also empowers us to boldly step into new areas of mission and ministry. We can get lost in all the details of the story and miss its powerful message. The point of the story is not to prove the existence of demons, nor is it meant to be a soapbox for animal rights activists on the cruelty inflicted on a herd of pigs. The theological symbolism of water isn't the main point of the story either. God expands the scope of his ministry. He and his disciples leave the relative safety of Israel and Galilee and travel to the threatening pagan Gentile lands on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus steps out of the box in the same manner that he has his followers to step out of the box when he made them witnesses to Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the earth. When Jesus entered the Gentile lands, the real world, he was immediately confronted by evil. Jesus did not flinch, though. He was more powerful than any demon or legion of demons. He immediately cast them out of the man, both healing the man and destroying the demons. God is stronger than anything. The moral of the story is that there is nothing too powerful for God. As people of God, God is with you everywhere. And he will do great things in and through us. Paul writes to the Ephesians. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Now we all ourselves have personal demons. Though God accepts us for who we are and where we are at, and God loves you no matter where you are, God also wants to cast out the demons in our lives and have us grow into God's image. The Christian life is a life-changing experience, more than rags-to-riches story. It is a transformation of our being. The Christian life is a life-changing experience. It is a transformation of our whole being. We may face the demons of depression Fear, inadequacy, self hatred, pride, addiction, greed, or many other demons. But God is more powerful than our demons, and He gives us the victory. Life contains many challenges. Our health, financial well being, Relationships can all be threatened at one time or another. There are times when we seem to be overwhelmed by life. Life will destroy us if we let it. God is greater than anything with which life threatens us. God wants us to be more than we are and all that we can be. God has given us an abundant life through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As Paul writes to the church in Rome, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. As a congregation we face face many demons, many challenges. The mission of reaching people and changing lives in a community of Redding, Shasta Lake, Anderson, Cottonwood, Shingletown, Palisadero, Bella Vista, Lakehead, and for that matter, the world, it's daunting. We face the challenge of financing the ministry on which Christ has put us and called us to function. We have a plan that includes mission and ministry projects that cost money. If you were at the voters meeting last week, you heard some of those challenges that we could be facing. But you know what? Instead of thinking of them just as a challenge, we think of them as opportunities to serve our Lord. Any one of those demons could overwhelm us, but God is with us, and God is greater than any challenge or evil we may face. Jesus never calls us to the status quo, well, we know what worked when we did this before, so let's just do it over again. No, instead, he always calls us to step in faith outside our comfort zone and expand the circles of mission and ministry. Jesus, however, doesn't leave us alone when we go out into the world. Jesus is with us everywhere, The same Jesus who defeated a legion of demons. The only way that we can lose is if we do nothing. And now the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank
1: you, John. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear heavenly Father, place your wise hand upon all the nations of the earth. Give them leaders who will seek after justice and peace, and lead all people to the freedom of your gospel. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, lift up all those who are weighted down by the guilt and shame of sin. Release them from their bondage and point them to forgiveness as at the feet of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, walk with all those who are grieving in the shadow of death. Comfort them with the hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, strengthen all those who are fighting against the power of Satan. Remind them of your presence in your word and sacraments. Empower them to resist Satan's lies with the truth of your word. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, give hope to all those who are isolated and lonely. Bring them into the presence of the loving community of your church, that they find help and hope among your people. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Look, look with favor upon all who are sick, injured, and recovering. Have mercy upon them and heal them according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Heavenly Father, send your people to every corner of the earth with your gospel message, that all who do not know the saving power of your Son's death and resurrection hear the good news of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we command all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right
0: to give him thanks and praise.
1: It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing... Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. to the Lord's table.